Hey, y'all. Just wanted to pop in and let you know that Tim and I recorded this episode a few hours before Coach Darvin Ham was officially hired by the Lakers. We wanted to post it anyway because we thought we'd enjoy this conversation, so hope you enjoy. Computer, this is Data. I'm an android. I'm an basketball. I was processing all of the information. Processing. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Rangers pick basketball. Analytics was crap. Does not compute. Just because you got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team. Hello and welcome back to the Lakers Exceptionalism Podcast. My name is Tom Z, joined as always by Tim, a.k.a. Cranjus McBasketball. Tim, it's been a couple weeks since we've had a chance to catch up. It's been busy for us here in the offseason, um, but not too much going on in Lakerland. It's been, you know, just kind of slowly getting toward the co- end of the coaching search. Are you are you surprised at all that this is still going on? Because I am a little bit, but also I think they it, it's clear they kind of realize like how much pressure is going into this decision, right? How much they have to get this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they certainly appear to feel the weight of the decision. It's a really, really big one. You can't miss on this and then get another shot in like a year or two. Like this is probably the end of the Lakers title window if they have one. So they got to get the right person now. I'm not surprised that they're interviewing a lot of people. Um, well, I mean, they've interviewed, what, like five, six? I guess I'm surprised at how long it's taking for them to do so, especially given how many of those individuals like aren't like coaching right now or, or like their team seasons are over. So I would have thought they'd be able to get it moving a little bit quicker. But, you know, with like Atkinson coaching Western Conference Finals, it's, it's probably hard to get him, uh, you know, with them only having like a day in between games fly you know from dallas over to los angeles to interview for a day or something like that so i kind of get it for that reason but it also feels like they're slow playing things a bit trying to see if anything else opens up if any current coaches namely doc rivers or quinn snyder but that's that ship has sailed doc rivers and it appears that one we're safe from that one as well but it seems like they're you know giving philly more time to pull that trigger if need be because he seems to be someone that the lakers are very interested in yeah, I mean, so for context, we, we did get uh, Daryl Morey coming out saying Doc was going to be coming back next year. For whatever reason, we're still getting these reports that like, it, you know, conflicting reports, like one from Pincus and one from a, an, another competing source that's Pincus was saying that LeBron's favoring Ham right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And the competing source was saying that, uh, no, no, LeBron doesn't want an inexperienced coach. He wants Doc. Um, I mean, this is very much, uh, you know, deflection season in, uh, in some of these reports and uh, honestly, both reports can be true that they're both things people heard, but both cannot be true. Right. So we got to suss out kind of which, and we have no way of doing that. So I, I still don't see for whatever reason, the doc thing isn't dead and I don't totally get it, but, Mm -hmm. um, it, it does. Do, do you agree? It does kind of seem like uh, Darvin Ham is kind of inching toward the favorite in, uh, in the yeah, coaching he, search. I'd say he's the favorite right now. I'd say yeah. if if I had to guess who it's going to be, it's going to be him. Unless yeah. something crazy happens with Philly, which or the contract. That's, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the only way it seems like the Lakers don't get Ham is either Doc is available, which doesn't seem like it'll happen, or they screw up negotiations with him like they did with Ty Lue, or the Lakers are slow playing things too much. Ham gets an offer from Charlotte, and then it's one of those situations where it's like, do I want the job I know I can get, which might have you know an expiration date on the offer, or do I wait for this group that doesn't seem like they want me. They're looking for this other guy who's not realistic. And and then, you know, that forces his hand. But everything we know so far, if the Lakers make smart decisions and give up on the doc dream, it seems like Ham's the guy. And I'd be pretty happy with that. I'd be, yeah, I'd be cool with Ham. Um, you know, he, I, I, I want to apologize, first of all. I let myself down and my whole philosophy down in the coaching draft, I admittedly have not been plugged in to who the assistant coaches for the Lakers have been over the last 15 years. I was going to say the same thing. I was so going to say the same thing. If I, Darvin, didn't consider him. if I knew Darvin <sighs> Ham was a Lakers assistant, he would absolutely be on my list. So I just mm-hmm. want to apologize to everyone. I'm sorry I failed you. I need to time to reflect. And I mean, just do you know the assistant coaches from the 2020? 11 season because not not really but it seems like every single one of them is now a head coach <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, seriously or, or was like that was a star-studded group and they lasted what like a couple weeks yeah is that the, yeah bananas anyway yeah i was gonna say it, the same thing because ham's a great candidate i he was on my list as someone that i think could get another job but might not get the lakers job because i didn't see that lakers connection and that was just a total miss on both of our parts yeah. And I'm glad we missed it. I'm glad it's there. So from now on, there I'm always going to be Googling person's name, Lakers. Yep. So I can at least get all the juicy, you know, rumors. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the other coach uh, that's kind of been, I would say, just about neck and neck with uh, Darvin Ham, as it seems, is Terry Stotts. Uh, my guy, Terry Stotts, who... I honestly got to say, I'm, I am slightly s- surprised he's getting this much traction, but I picked him for a reason. Like there's, there's the experience. I think there's the, um, you know, he, he's not, he is a retread, but you can see why with the contract, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess the, uh, tell me how you feel. The more I get down the line of, oh, Terry Stotts is a serious candidate, like the less, interested i am in what he could potentially bring to the team but i guess it's just such a different offense it's really hard mm-hmm. to i was trying to watch some old portland stuff and they do well with getting those guys in positions to, to succeed but it's just a different they actually have spacing most of these yeah. times so it it really is a different uh, equation than anything we'll get it's tough to fit that into this team because there's so many open roster spots and it's going to take a trade to get Russ to not be one of those guys. And like of the players we know will be with the Lakers. It's like AD Russ, THT three guys who aren't really spacing the floor. And then, you know, LeBron and and a few others, but that element of it right now makes it feel like, Oh, I don't know how well that would work because we just don't have the personnel to, to, you know, generate the requisite spacing. But there's still a bunch of open roster spots. There's still like starting lineup spots, key bench spots. So we'll see what it ends up looking like. But I I think Stotts to me is likely perceived by the Lakers as the least 
commanding locker room presence among Ham, among Doc, among Kenny Atkinson. But Stotts has a history, he's experienced, and he has a history of really successful offense. Defensively is like a huge hole. And if they're smart about it, they can look at, you know, just how do we plug that gap? Who can we pair with him, whether it be a head coach with him as an assistant or an assistant with him as the head coach, where you can fill that hole? Because that was the one key issue in Portland. His adjustments were fine. They weren't elite. They weren't awful. They were fine. The offense was good. Like you mentioned, they did a good job of taking care of or setting up role players to play well within, you know, pretty specific roles. And that's the kind of thing you need to have when you can have a bunch of min contract guys on the roster. So in a lot of ways, I see him fitting. He's the less, uh, I don't know, commanding locker room presence. But if you pair him with people who are, I think you can you can do well. It seems, I don't know, more on the Frank Vogel end of the spectrum than I think the team wants to go. Just the he, type he's like of the coach. Of Frank Vogel. He's, he's yeah. the flip of Frank Vogel. If Vogel, I mean, and, and going back to when the Lakers were in that coaching search last time, I wrote about Vogel it would be an elite defensive coordinator. I don't feel great about him as an offense, as a head coach because he's, you know, his offense stinks. And I don't like the adjustments and he doesn't know how to beat switching and he doesn't like switching on defense. And the Lakers never paired him with the right people and, and got the buy-in among that group, among Vogel, to really lean into letting someone else like take those reins offensively. If Stotts is that same way, but on defense, where like he's got the great offense, but he wants to do his stuff on defense and isn't willing to get help, we're looking at the same guy, just on the other side of the court. So that interests me because, okay, um, a lot of very smart people who I, I like their opinion, you, yours included, are kind of pining for a Darvin Ham as head coach and a Terry Stotts as a lead assistant. I'm not saying I'm against that. I got to say... I I don't obviously I don't, obviously I don't know these men, but I just find it a little hard to believe that the chips will fall that way for a number of reasons. Like Terry Stotts came out recently and was like, I don't really want an assistant coach position. Now it's probably gamesmanship, you know, posturing, mm-hmm. leverage. Um, yeah, think about the timing. He had just interviewed. He right. was the only only finalist to have done an in-person interview and think about like if you were to go interview for a job and then be asked like, you know, what are your chance? Like, how do you feel about it? Like, are you willing to not get the job you just interviewed for and like be an assistant? You don't want to project, oh, yeah, like they can pencil me in for sure. They don't need to give me the head coaching job because there's a huge money difference. There's a huge like career difference there. Like if you're the Lakers and you know you have stats in the bag no matter what. But, you know, Ham isn't coming over unless he's the head coach. That makes your decision easy. If Stotts and Ham are both guys that, from your perspective, would only come over if they're head coaches, that gives Stotts a much much better chance to actually get that head coaching job. So I think this, while certainly it could be true, he's not coming from a position of like he's a lead assistant elsewhere or he's an offensive coordinator elsewhere. He's not employed right now. So if like his alternative is like staying at home or maybe consulting with the team or something. So if I, from my perspective, I think it's gamesmanship. It could be true, but you, I think at this point you have to assume he would be available if he doesn't actually get that head coaching job, but he rightfully with the right attitude, you know, that mama mentality, like he wants that top job and I, I have no problem with that. No. And I, I think this is common. It's kind of why I bring it up in the coaching sphere is a guy loses his job. 
often takes a year off and kind of rebounds into the obviously this is more of a middle middling tier of coach because the highly Mm -hmm. sought after guys either don't leave or if they do leave they usually get a job immediately um Mm -hmm. but a lot a lot of these guys they take a year off they wait to see what the market will be like next year and I don't know. This could, it's totally anecdotal, but it just feels like to me, like not a whole lot of these guys take the step back into assistant work. Um, unless it's fairly clear that they're not going to get another head coaching job. Um, yeah, it's probably not that they're choosing not to be a head coach and take a step back. It's probably that it's, it's not available and their right. options are stay home or at least like be continue to be in around the game and giving more opportunity to like try to stay on top of trends. I don't know. I just, I, I like that setup. Um, I'm not exactly sure how practical it, it is. I, I'm not against it. Can I give you one more piece of information that changed my perspective? Because I think it's easy for people, us included to sit back and just be like, I want this guy and that guy. Put them together. Right, right. Like ordering from a menu. Yeah, yeah. This it's it's not always realistic. They may not like each other. They may have their own staffs they want to bring along. Uh it's a little bit different situation than if, like, let's say Doc were available. If he comes over, he's probably bringing most of, of his staff, if not all of his staff. So there are fewer positions available. If Stotts comes over, his former defensive coordinator is actually also now available because he got fired. Um but like we don't know exactly what he's going to do. If Ham comes over, is he going to poach guys from Milwaukee? Don't know. But when you think about like, all right, would Ham and Atkinson get along? Do they know each other? Things like that. Would Ham and Stotts get along? Do they know each other? I uh, recently found out the 2002-2003 Atlanta Hawks team had Terry Stotts as an assistant coach and had Darvin Ham as a player on that team. And I found a picture of them kind of hugging. So there you go. That's – there you go, Tom. Mic drop. They're they're best friends. Okay. Have- to be fair, the picture <laughs> looks like media. It yeah. looks like official media day. Like you have no to smile next to me. Oh, actually, do you want me to bring up? Picture. <clears throat> should I bring up the AD LeBron and and Russ smiling uh, <laughs> press press photo? Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, it's Frank and Frank and Russ next to each other. Like right. they're best friends. No, For- I saw the photo. They look happy. It's great. <laughs> it was 20 years ago. Um, See, okay, that's the thing. If you're if you're Terry Stotts, and I don't know, I'm just asking questions here. I have not. I'm just asking questions. Like, man, I I I was an assistant 20 years ago with this guy. Like, I have mm-hmm. way more experience than this man. And you're expecting me to be his? Are you? Do you want me to be his babysitter? <laughs> this is the Jerry West winning time kind of angle. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Of of the people side of things, like you know, motherfucker, I, I got more experience than that fucking man's got points in the next last year. No, I don't know. Right, right. right. But uh, you know, is there any I dynamic it. there? That- it, we maybe it could very well be. We're guessing. We're guessing. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I heard apparently they're they're you know they get along, they talk to each other, but who knows? So yeah. I there's a I think there's a better chance than. If they didn't know each other at all, but again, it's been a long time Fair. since they've actually worked together. So it's we that's not something you can, you know, know for sure. That's fair. So uh the other name that we uh want to bring up real quick is Kenny Atkinson. He has kind of fallen to kind of in the third, uh third most frequently mentioned uh Lakers candidate 
because like you said, he's still coaching right now. He's an assistant for Golden State. As far as I know, his um, kind of role in the past has a lot been driven toward player development is kind of what he's been given credit as, you know, making that Brooklyn team with uh, D'Angelo Russell turn into a, an eight seed, but a playoff team. Spencer right? Dinwiddie, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris. They they got into the playoffs with a record that, you know, what were they, 500? It was it was one of those years in like the it, yeah, bad. The bad East was East. bad. Yeah, yeah, there's no play in. The East was bad. I looked at the record. If you if you had that record in the Western Conference over the past 15 years, you would have made the playoffs like twice. So it's not that. Yeah. The, 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 it was really about the growth, though. Like you're saying, it's not that the team itself was really good. It was that they right. started with like 20 wins, and then they had like 28 wins, and then they got to like 40 or whatever it was, 42. So we haven't really spoken about Kenny Atkinson too, too much, except for the coach draft. What mm-hmm. What's in his skill set that you think could um, bring value to this Lakers team? Because if it's player development, it's and that was just the what he got done, right? That's what he got credit for. That's not saying it's the only thing he's capable of. So what mm-hmm. could he bring to this Lakers team as it currently stands? Yeah, the, the development is the the his big thing, what his reputation is. And it's gone past just those Brooklyn years. In recent years, he did a year with uh, the Clippers last season and then this season with Golden State. And in those positions, he's primarily been helping with with player development. Like he was brought in for that under two elite coaches, two great coaching staffs. So that, to me, that piece, that in addition to the Brooklyn thing makes me feel better about his player development than just looking at like, you know, D'Angelo Russell got better as like a, you know, a 21 year old getting, you know, to, as a 22 year old and 23, like young players are supposed to get better. He mm-hmm. kind of rode the wave of a, of a young roster that had talent that just, continue to rise at somewhat expected rates, uh, which to me was a question mark. I feel better about it now that he's convinced these elite coaches and staffs to like let him do that for their teams. So mm-hmm. I feel good about I, – I, I don't – he's not someone I think would be a negative. He's not someone I'm worried about bringing in. For the player development, I see that as a, a probably a positive to – not sure exactly how much, but probably a positive. He, I mean for THT? Like for what? For THT, for Reeves, for for Stan Johnson, I think that's. I'm not saying it's at. not like it's just it just doesn't seem to me like where this team is. Yeah, it's not, and that's a good point, Tom. So his key things, the reason you bring in a guy like Atkinson is to build a culture mm-hmm. and develop guys, and that's not what the Lakers need right now. The Lakers need someone who can rally the troops and like run elite scheme and and they're well get on their feet running quickly right yeah they need to put up a championship level uh mm-hmm. team this year right it can't be a so brand new to thing be... it can't be we're gonna right. install the warriors offense or something like it's gotta right. be a smart but somewhat simple hit the ground running win immediately yeah. kind of thing and he, so atkinson to me as a head coach his style like the reason you go for him doesn't match what we need it, it's like if you get him as a candidate he's not like, I don't, it doesn't make sense. It's not a fit. Um, but as an assistant, I think the development helps. He's had experience offensively with the Warriors this year, trying to help with that. And again, I don't, I don't know exactly what that, that it's like being uh, an offensive coordinator for Ryan Day in Ohio State. Like he calls the plays. So like, I don't know what your job is. You have a title, but yeah. I don't know what your job actually is. The Warriors offense is the Warriors offense. 
but you know, he had some responsibility with that. So there's some potential upside. And in the past, he had been more of a defensive guy, apparently as a secondary kind of trait skill set. So he has a kind of generalist background, has taken on specialist roles at different times, and is also someone who does a good job rallying the troops and does a good job uh, at, it's been phrased as thinking outside the box, but really like questioning things and challenging and not just going with what's easiest or or what the locker room might want. Um, and that, you know, ended up with him leaving Brooklyn when, when he wasn't willing to play DeAndre Jordan over uh, Jared Allen. Um, so that, you know, not having yes men, and him not being a yes man is, to me, a, a good thing. So as an assistant coach, I see a lot of strong traits. As a head right. coach, I don't get the fit all that much. And if I'm to pick either him or Stotts to pair with Ham, if we assume Ham gets the head coaching job, I mean, ideally, I'll take all three of them. Um, but I don't see Atkinson leaving unless he gets the lead assistant job. Uh, he probably won't just take a lateral from Golden State over. Maybe he would, but but... I don't see him doing it unless he's the lead assistant. For Stotts, maybe he just takes a normal assistant job. But like you mentioned, he was a head coach. Like He'll probably demand that lead assistant job as well. So if you're picking between one of the two, Ham is more a defensive guy. And offensively are where more of the question marks exist, which is why I'd rather pair Stotts with him. And then, you know, we'll figure out the player development, you know. We're assuming these guys are also, you know, good outside-the-box thinkers. They're not a bunch of yes-men. Um so I can see the Lakers going Ham Stotts, and and I'd be really happy with that. And I'd be happier with that than than Ham Atkinson for those reasons. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ham interviewed with the Hornets, right? That's correct. Yeah. So if he ends up getting that role, or gets the offer there, the Lakers need to move quickly. They can't take their time. They can't. I mean, I've heard it seems like Mitch Kutchak just got an extension for what it's worth. So mm-hmm. we always have, a, you know, somebody in our back pocket just, just trade <laughs> us the Lamello. Uh-huh. Uh, no. Um, but it, it 
from what I've heard, it seems like if Mike D'Antoni is willing to coach again, that that's kind of who they prefer. But Lakers could get God again if they don't make a decision um, with with conviction, right? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a timely yeah. manner. Uh, I'm not saying they haven't. I, I think they're being thorough. Uh, obviously, they had to wait for a few of these coaches to be available, and they're still waiting for Kenny Atkinson. But I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. They, they can't lose out on the person they like just because they're – taking their time and they're on their, their pace and Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they got there, there is some motivation there to get something done because it seems like everyone is a big fan of Darvin Ham and uh, it would be a shame to miss out on that opportunity. I agree. Yeah. And the table set well for them. He wants the job. He's a finalist. There's only one other position open right now. Only one other head coaching job open right now. So it's, it's not like there are eight teams that are going after him and and you have to worry about that. You're the better opportunity. You have the better, best players. You're in the better location. And there's only one other competitor. So the Lakers are set up well to grab him. I He's a you know very well regarded. I like a lot of what I see with him. He's not going to, like, I wouldn't say he's 100% for sure, like, surefire, excellent coach with all these these great like I don't know that he's going to be an elite coach for se, per se I think he has the potential to be but there's still question marks more from an unknown standpoint than a he's been bad at this standpoint when it comes to like mm-hmm. offense or or adjusting or like how he sets rotations or how he manages the locker room and like he's the guy um but it's looking good he was a tier two candidate for me uh but you know really close to that tier one level and and I'd be really happy with them. Yeah. So we're on full coaching watch right now. Um, it could drop anytime. Um, I would say probably by next week we should hear who the coach is. And then <clears throat> at this point, Tim, we could really start putting the pieces together, uh, mm-hmm. looking into dude. I was, yeah, I was looking into the wings again. I hope you like Jay Sean Tate. <laughs> is he going to be available? He's one of the few that there's actually a path to him being available. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be. And he's I'm a excited. fine play. Like he's not great, but he's not awful. It's just that's what you're looking at. Yeah, he's a good versatile defender offensively. Is where you have more question marks, but I think you're hinting at like the the market's gonna be kind of the available talent, especially for the yeah. Lakers. Uh, money is gonna be pretty weak. I mean, so it's worse than last year. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into the team construction as we always do, um, Mm -hmm. bringing up different players at different positions. Uh, I thought we did pretty good last year at kind of mapping out what the, you know, with with the Discord talking about like who's going where and they played musical chairs like to completion, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, We did well too. We we nailed a bunch of no legit. You're all in the ballpark, even for like other guys on other teams and the range Mm -hmm. of contracts. And yeah, the tears we got Kendrick of, for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, and we talked about that on the pod. Like, yeah, so we're going to do that exercise again where it starts with step one is looking at each team for their situation, for their roster, for their available free agents. Like, what do you do? If if you're, I don't know, 
uh, the Lakers and well, the Lakers don't have any money, so that doesn't really work. If you're another team and you've got a guy and you're, you have a player option or a team option, like what's most likely to happen? So we can figure out who will be available or, you know, mm-hmm. best, you know, at our, our best guess, who will be available. And then based off of each of those individual team decisions, which teams have how much money? Because if you look right now, the numbers that you see for how much cap space they'll have isn't going to be correct because they have to make all of those internal decisions yeah. on their guys first. They'll have cap but, holds and all that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like figure out your own shit and then how much money do you, does each team have? What are their needs? And then which players are available? And then you can kind of go down the line. And other than like a Bobby Portis could have got more money, didn't. He wanted to sign with Milwaukee. He signed for less. Reggie Jackson could have got more money, but didn't. Other than weird cases like that where guys take discounts, you should be able to see, all right, well, there are eight wings that are good that are available and four teams have cap space and need a wing. Two teams have the full mid-level and need a wing. And then the Lakers have like a mini mid-level and need a wing. They're probably going to get, you know, the the sixth, seventh or eighth guy on that list. They're not going to be able to get the top guy. So doing that kind of uh, mental exercise is, is the way we'll work through that. But I, I think we'll start with once the coach is hired, like yeah. what does the staff look like? Because it can look a lot of different ways um, in talking about what the offense might, might look like, what the defense might look like. will really differ based on who the head coach is and who their assistants are and, and who might be responsible for what. So once we get that nailed down, we can talk about like stylistically what might this group look like and then what kinds of players do we want to fit into that. And then we'll go through free agents available. We'll do the trades thing again, where we uh, go, you know, work the phones and see what folks representing other teams would actually be willing to give us for Russ or whoever it happens to be. And, uh, you know, and then let the chips fall where they may. So I'm I'm glad you said his name. How are you feeling? Are you mentally prepared for (laughs) the possibility that he's on the Lakers next year? I'm more mentally prepared. I don't want it. It's not going to work well. This, uh, like, the stuff Ham does, the stuff Stotts does, I like it, and it's good. It's not going to be able to overcome rosters that don't make sense for it. And as much as, like, Russ has good traits and I can see him being an effective player, paired with Braun and AD, it doesn't doesn't make sense. He can't play. Is Russ there right now? Behind you, and in, or like in any threatening manner. Help, help me! Um, don't yeah, don't. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You could see the good player where? My there kid, are things you're just a nice human. There are things he's good. No, there are things you're he's just good a nice at, person. But there, the things that he's bad at make it really tough for him to actually play real minutes alongside Anthony Davis, who's not spacing the floor, and LeBron James, who you want the ball in his hands and and have it work. Like Darvin Ham, this this blue box system that they set up in Milwaukee that really helps unlock Giannis and unlock their offense, it, it won't work. It won't work for the Lakers if if you've got AD and Russ on on the court at the same time because you don't want, you won't have the spacing that's needed to make it work. Um, it I need this. To, I need him off this team, Tom. It ruins so much of the fun X's and O stuff that I like if he's on this team. Well, just yeah, it's this giant anchor in your in your, you know, creativity and trying to move stuff around. No, I, I bring it up because there's, you know, and to your point earlier about stats, I do feel like this is maintaining leverage, trying not to, you know, 
let the whole league know that you need to trade him no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's never a good place to make make decisions out of, but it's I'm I, I I'm I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for him to start the season cuz I'm yeah. If I had a bet, I'd still feel like he's probably traded, but if I'm if, I'm feeling less convinced about that. If we could take his skill set in another player's mind and mindset i think he could be a more effective impactful player but he can't think he's mvp russ and play like that and have it work so it it, but i at the same time there's a world where keeping russ is the best move because the alternative moves are just giving away first round picks and taking on bad money and after all of that the players you're bringing in aren't like are you know, very clearly not enough to actually get you to a competing position. So there is a, there's a world where no move is made and it's the right decision, but it'll be hard for us to know that unless we know like what the options actually are. So we just have to wait and see what that looks like. I'm hoping for movement, (laughs) Um, but it's, it's not for sure. Cause it seems like the Lakers are now also thinking about the long game, which is nice, um, but not from a Russ standpoint yeah all right really quick before we go we're gonna have a longer episodes coming up there's not a lot to talk about right now so um i did you see more zach levine smoke because oh baby I, I did i i saw the headlines what did he actually say so it was a it was one of those whole TMZ deals where he was like mm-hmm. outside of a club or outside of an airport or something like that where he was you know they're casual but they blindside you right yeah. they they're they're pretty nice about it but they blindside you and they're asking he's in LA I guess he has a house out here and he's you know like oh I've always been a fan of the Lakers and it's it's just so nonchalant it's mm-hmm. obviously they asked him about the Lakers so. It's not like that other interview I brought up a few years ago where he unpromptedly <laughs> brought up the Lakers mm-hmm. in, into the conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah. man. It's leverage. It's leverage. And we're going to see. Oh, him. absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's may not, it might not even be the best way to play it. because It's not even really good leverage. Money. Yeah. He's got a who's a, who's a team that has money that. Like New York, they'd have to three way. They'd have to three with with OKC. Yeah. So OKC takes Russ. Well, the Lakers take Levine, and like Chicago gets picks in THT. That wouldn't work because the sign and trade. Yeah, but the, the sign and trade would have to happen next calendar year. And oh wait, no. What was it? I forget the details. I looked into this and and got some confirmation that the. One thing needs to happen this league calendar, and the other needs to happen next league calendar, and they they, they wouldn't can't. be able to do the trade because of it. Yeah, the timing this is of not. It. Yeah, I, I wish I had more insight here, but I know it. I know it can't yeah. work. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. He should I'm be just making saying. up stuff about like, do the Knicks have money or like, who else has money? Orlando. It, I want to play with Chet Holmgren. Yeah, tell him that, Zach. He'll I've always back. I've always been a big fan of uh, Jabari Smith. Is that his name? The other I think guy? I think that's yeah from Auburn. I think Chet's the to me he's the clear top guy. I'm I'm intrigued by Paolo Bencheros. 
potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not fun to play against. Um, no, I, I didn't play against him, but was, he was not fun for my teams to play against. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I don't know what else there is out there right now. Um, you know, the Lakers are kind of just in in wait mode. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're in the war room. They're interviewing these new coaches uh, for. The love of God, it seems like Mark Jackson is no longer an option. Um, yeah. Did you? So, you know, I, I'm almost here for the chaos of Mark Jackson. Just because we pod about the Lakers, Tim, I would be making <laughs> so miserable. many inappropriate jokes about you being possessed <laughs> <Miserable>. by demons. <laughs> like, I would oh, full chaos Lord. send. Like, I don't know that there's another op- that you have to. <laughs> we can't talk real basketball right. if he's the coach. I, I would cry. If I had to genuinely break it down, if, if there so at were, least, you know, yeah, if there were a hire that it were seems t- like to make me take a, like a gap year from the Lakers, it might be Mark Jackson. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it seems like the worst case scenarios are are less likely to happen. Recoaching, yeah. so we kind of feel a little more calm and and comfortable about mm-hmm. what's to come. Can I speculate for a second? I yeah, please think- do. I think Mark Jackson being interviewed was a favor for LeBron. I don't think that was a real he he, he like wouldn't pass the background check. Like I don't I don't think he was ever like a serious candidate. Um, and then I think with Doc, it plays to our benefit that Daryl Morey is the way that he is. Because from his perspective, I think you can very easily look at the situation and say, Doc has title experience. He's, you know, fan, fans like um, in, in general, he's liked and people think he's very good at his job. Even if you see the flaws and you think maybe Ham is the guy or something like let's, you know, make that big move, throw out the vet and go grab someone who's better than him. That's a risk. And Doc wasn't his guy. But the second he turns that page and brings in whoever his guy is. Postdoc, that's when he starts being evaluated a little bit more uh, critically. And mm-hmm. the clock starts ticking a little faster for Maury in Philadelphia. So he can ride out the wave, ride out the year by year I mean, money of Doc doing, you know, whatever the right. hell Doc does. He's just got to not make a decision in the next like two weeks. Yeah. So, so, and that's and it. I think, yeah. <laughs> that's I, it. And I, and I, and I think good. this plays, I think this plays to Maury's character looking at like, what he's done with like the Sloan Sports Conference, which now is don't go, don't pay for that. Um, their financials <laughs> were public. We looked at it, and guess who gets paid for that? They have all these volunteers that don't get paid. Guess who's like the one person making money from that? Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey making about a quarter million dollars a year. They're they're charging like crazy amounts of money for like students to show up. Crazy amounts of money for like non students to show up. And they're not paying a bunch of people to like put on the show and like. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying Daryl Morey is just NBA Gary V? I'm not saying it. I but said it. You didn't say that. I, I said it, it for the record. I said that, and it, it's, I stand by the metaphor. Yeah, it's a little sleazy. He's uh, the the data community has been not very happy with with Daryl Morey. In recent years, I think not just because he's become the face of like you know, analytics is like only take threes and shit. There, I'm like, 
Yeah. That isn't, that's not it. <laughs> um, but then also this where like he's turned what used to be a really, really cool analytics event and turned it into like a clown show that has some good speakers, but a lot of like, I don't know why they're here speakers. And then he's pocketing all the money. How dare he? Yeah. So How knowing that about him, I feel better that he's going to keep Doc around. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It doesn't. Daryl Morey is obviously someone who's going to say whatever he needs to say to get the best outcome. So him saying Doc will be back immediately following the season is more like just like what you do, like to calm the waters. Well, and I think there's misalignment between what's the best outcome for him and for the team competing, as mm. soon, like winning a title as soon as possible. I think that's where the disconnect is. And I think he's going to act mm. in his best interest. Right. Well, speaking of go. that, one last thing, speaking of acting in your best interest, do we really think Rob Polinka cares about trading a first round pick five, seven years from now? Do we think he's going to be around that long? Like if push comes to shove and LeBron starts playing the smart political game that LeBron has and can play where he's like, you know, if you guys aren't going all in, like, let me out of here or something like that. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know that Rob is going to ha- allow that to happen and then probably be fired. Uh, like, he's got to nah, put dude. his chips in. And if it works, he's bought himself more years. If it doesn't work because they don't trade, he's probably gone. If it doesn't work because they do trade, he's probably gone. And either way, he's likely not going to be there to feel the consequences of trading those first round picks later on. For whatever reason, Rob Palenka has managed to infiltrate the family more than the actual family in Jim Bus. And he is so like ingratiated with Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Like and how the team's run if Jeannie remains in control. I could I could see it. I can absolutely see it. And more importantly, I can absolutely see him believing. He's going to be the Lakers GM for 20 years mm-hmm. because Mitch Kupchak was the GM for a long time. And obviously success drove a lot of that, but mm-hmm. there were down times too, right? There's yeah, almost 10 years separating championships, but right. You I, know, I, 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 yeah. Are you asking me if this man is delusional? Yeah. I think there's a chance. <laughs> I think he's also self-serving, I, I guess is where I'm getting Oh, absolutely. That. He understands the the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and I think we should expect him to continue playing the game, which makes me more likely to believe that a trade will happen with Russ, even if the right. outcome of the trade does not clearly make the Lakers a title contender. He can still right. push the – he could probably sell the, the we're bringing in good players. If LeBron and AD are healthy, this can, this can work. Scapegoat somebody, make the trade, and then if it doesn't work, if LeBron or AD are injured at all, you'd feel like, oh, well, they threw off their rhythm. Or if they get injured late in the season or in the playoffs, it's like, oh, well, you know, we, we almost had it, but, you know, it wasn't my fault. I, I think that'd be really easy to, to, to pitch from his perspective to, to ownership. Um, man, did you see uh, how much what, – what was the gentleman's name who was hired away from Denver to Minnesota? Tim Connolly. Tim Connelly making like less than Magic was making with the Lakers. Wait, less? Or the, was it the same amount? Magic was making 10, 10 mil a year for the Lakers. 
Yeah, I mean, that's because it's magic. He wouldn't have done it without that big of money. But that's not a reason to pay. Which is hilarious because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> right. It, it's just about, like, think of if they would have taken the same amount of money and then just tried to poach any of the other top, any top uh, executive from somewhere else. Keep it within the family. Never go against the family. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, the Lakers Sex Mafia name is, is right for a number of different ways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's one of them. It's really true. If I, I knew it was you, Rob. I knew it was you who wanted who wanted Russ. I'll never forget it. Mm. You broke my heart. So I have a bunch of gardeners here outside my window. Apologies to the listeners. Uh, I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. But Tim, give people the the DL on the Discord and all that good stuff. Yeah, dude, it's been growing and growing. We've got a lot of great discussion in there. I'm excited for this off season. It's I think I'm having more fun now than I had during the year, just given what's going on. And if you want to get in on that action, you can check out the link in my bio. It's bit.ly, it's bit.ly slash Lakers XPod or Lakers XPod. Actually, we know it's support Lakers XPod. Um, or you can just DM one of the two of us or the pod account, which I don't run. Sometimes you run it and tweet at me. Sometimes Johnny runs it and tweets at me. Um, I don't run it. Uh, but you can DM that or either the two of us. So either at Lakers XPod or Lakers XPod or Tom or me with a five-star review of the podcast and we can get you in to the Discord. And once you're in, you'll see there's a whole lot going on and there are different tiers within the Discord. We've got the lower bowl where you get bonus pods where those folks have had bonus pods on Mark Jackson and and Terry Stotts and Darvin Ham and all these different things. Um, there's a... What, what are the different levels? I'm forgetting the right order. There's the, oh, right, courtside and then owner's box. So courtside, once you're at that level, you get access to the X's and O's clinics. Um, once you're at the owner's box level, there are some additional channels that we're talking in a bunch and, and have some really good info in there. And then there's the arena sponsor level, level as well. Uh, I just want to shout out all the people already getting in on that action. So shout out to Mike H for being an arena sponsor. Uh, sponsor of the pod, as well as to Zach Harris, Q Daddy O, iPod Shuffle, Romario, Chamber, Miguel, uh, TJ, and Omar for living the high life with us in the owner's box. And then also to those folks in the courtside and lower bowl crews. It, you, you don't have to sign up and lock in for like a year. You can just, you know, try it for a month, see all of that extra access you get, because you get a lot more stuff. It's there's the, the rabbit hole just goes deeper and deeper. And there's a whole bunch of good stuff going in on going on in there. So check that out. Give it a try for a month. If you like it, stick around. If you don't like it, don't. We've only had a couple people unsubscribe, and I think like 80% of them have since resubscribed. So the, the retention rate super high. Folks are clearly getting value from it. So if you like this content, if you want to talk more Lakers with smart people who know their stuff and know the CBA even better than the two of us do um, and, and you know, are grinding film and stuff like that, go check it out. We've got coaches in there. We've got all kinds of different people in there. So give that a look um, and, you know, get part of that action. Yeah, this is definitely the time to do it uh, before the off season with so much of the extra content coming. So hit us up and until next time, y'all, we'll talk to you later.